What is going on, guys? We are so excited to be back here with you guys. Um, we are today. We're going to be talking about intentionality um, in a man's life. You know, if if we want change in our life, it's going to have to be intentional. Um, if we want change in our marriage, it's going to have to be intentional. If we want a better relationship with our children, it's going to have to be intentional. Um, intentionality is an extremely important part of a man's life, and today we're going to uncover that. Let's get started on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts. What's going on, guys? Of course, we're here with Kyler Sal. What's up, Kyler? Hey, guys. What's up? All right. So intentionality. So let's just let's just get down to the nitty gritty here, real quick. Um, you know, kind of like I I, I said in, in in the beginning. You know, if if you want change in your life. If there's if there's an area of your life that you want to to see change in, it's going to have to happen intention intentionally, right? Right. And so so often, uh, us as men, one if things are too hard, we just we just don't right. We just we're like, all right, we're not even going to try. And um, and then if something you know we're like, oh, you know this this needs to change. And somehow we we think sometimes that maybe we're just going to like stumble upon it. Like change is just going to have, like we're just going to wake up one morning and our marriage is going to be completely different, even though we did nothing at all. Right. Or our relationship with our children are going to be completely different, even though we did nothing. Like we're just going to wake up and poof, there it is. You're right. Yeah. And that's not the, that's not the way it works. You know, you, you don't, you never see that in the Bible anywhere. You know, you, you see Jesus do a lot of things, Right. You never, you, you never see him just be like, okay, well, everything in your life is going to be perfect now, right? You, you see him healing the sick. You see him here, you know, right. it, you know, all that stuff. But just, you, you know, there are things that we have to work for, right? Because typically, here's, here's the thing, and this is, this is the hard truth, and nobody's going to really want to hear this. If the situation is the way that it is, it's typically our fault anyways. Usually. You know, if our marriage is on the rocks, it's because we've done something, you know, or if we've, we haven't done something more than more likely it's the fact that we haven't done something, you know, that, um, that, you know, we haven't loved our wife the way that we're supposed to, we've not shown her the affection. We've not, you know, da, 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 for, for a very long period of time, this doesn't happen like week one, you know, it's, it, it, it's something that, you know, we've neglected or, you know, what, whatever, whatever it is, fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. But we're the leaders, so therefore we're the ones to blame. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we expect things to happen, but we want them just to fall in our tour laps. And I'm, I mean, I'm guilty of that. We we want to hear from God, but we don't want to put in the work to hear from God. We want to reap the reap what we sow, but we don't want to have to do all the sowing in order to reap. We want to we want to continue getting the blessings, but we don't want to have to do the work to get the blessings. We I mean, that all goes hand in hand. We want to continue receiving from God, but we don't want to do the work in order to keep receiving. And it's just, it's how men fall short is we, we want to take the, the easy part of life or mm-hmm. the easiest, what the easiest way out is what I should say. And that's, you can see that in, in society now is we want to, whatever the quickest way to make money is, whatever the quickest way to get us to our end result, yes. that's what we're going to. I love how people say well, we live in a microwave society because we do whatever, whatever is the fastest way to do something is the way that we're going to do it. And a lot of the times we cut corners when we cut corners, at least a disaster. And 
we're now starting to cut corners in our lives. We're starting to cut corners in, I mean, you're going to hear this word a lot in this podcast, but we're cutting corners in our intentionality. Mm. And we are, we are intentional about cutting those corners. But when you put, when you put all of your actions into the wrong intentions, you're going to walk down the wrong path. And that's the hard part is we're intentional about the wrong actions. Yes. You know, we'll be, we could be very intentional about our hobbies. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we love fishing. We'll, we will be intentional about fishing. We will make sure that we are up at whatever time on the weekend to get the boat out on the lake and spend all day, you know, fishing or, you know, if you, if you're a creek fisher, you know, you'll be out there, you know, whatever it is where it's easy to be intentional about that. But, you know, the wife wants to go out. Well, you know, I'm, I'm tired or, you know, the kids have got a ball game. Well, you know, I, I've got, I've got to work, you know, or different things like that. Or, you know, church. Yeah. Well, the kids have got a ball game or, you know, I've got to work or I've got to go fishing or I've got, you know, fill in, you know, fill in the blank with every excuse that we use all the time. It is insane. It aggravates the fire out of me if you can't tell. Um, I didn't know. So I <laughs> thought you did a great job covering it up. Yeah. And so, you know, but we, it is, it's sad. It's sad that, you you know, we, we are okay living a mediocre spiritual life. Yes. Right. Because we don't want to be intentional about that. We don't want to be in our word. We don't want to be praying. We don't want to be studying. We don't want to be growing. Right. But when it comes to a natural sense, we we're intentional about getting up and going and making money. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, cause we like to eat and we like our hobbies or, you know, we're intentional about making sure that our kids are, are at every flipping ball game all the time. Right. We're intentional about that. But the savior of the world, the creator of all things, we're like, eh, eh, you know. Yeah. And I think it's hard because we, we're so intentional about things that we think we need mm-hmm. that that it's someone of worse night, but we're, we're so intentional about things that we think we need. I mean, and that's the thing is that we think we need it. We think we need to make more money. We think that we need to go hunting. We think that we need to go uh, get that other gun. We think that we need to go do this. We think we need an, another night out. We think we need all this stuff. And we put so much intentionality about the, on the things that we want that we are slowly changing them to from once into, Oh, why well, I, I wanted them for so long, but now I need them. Right. And that's the hard part is if we don't put that same importance on our relationship with God, we don't put that same importance and in that intentionality on developing a relationship with God or making sure that our witnesses and testament are tainted, making sure that we have an authentic witness. Yes. We change so fast our wants into needs that it skews our testimony for God, excuse our relationship with God. And it's, we, we talked about this on Manhood of the Mountains. We've got to, we've got to tear everything down. We've got to bring it back down to the original intention we have to go back to our view of what is actually a want, what is actually a need. We have to go back to the Bible. I mean, and the Bible tells exactly what the needs are. Right. Yeah. And and so you you look in. We often this this is going to be hard too. Um. So you, you know when 
when we're talking about intentionality, we're so laxed mm-hmm. with things, right? Well, we're also laxed with the Holy Spirit. We're laxed with God. You know, like, let's say that, you you know, you mess up, right? Fill in the blank. Um, you know, and nothing happened, right? Nothing bad happened, right? So the next time it comes around, it's a little easier to do, right? And we, we just become so laxed. And then the next thing you know, you know, you, you had a drink. You, you had a rough day or whatever. You had a drink. Well, then, you know, nothing bad had gotten, nothing bad came out. You didn't get in a fight with your wife. Right. You didn't, you know, n- nobody from the church found out. No, you know, nothing else. You know, so the next time you have a bad day, you have two drinks, right? Yes. And the next thing you know, you're having drink, you know, two, three times a week. The next thing you know, you're having drink every night of the week. Next thing you know, you're drinking on the weekends. Next thing you know, it's consumed your life, right? Because you weren't intentional about, about keeping your priorities straight, Keeping keeping things that that are important to you in place because because it's easy and that that goes with anything that goes with eating too much mm. you know yes. good grief I'm guilty of that you know it it goes with you know watching too much TV you know being lazy around the house you know well today you know I, I had a rough day at work so I come in sit down in the chair and watch the TV show yeah my wife didn't say anything about you know you know, helping out with kids or anything like that, you know, nothing happened. So, you know, well, the next day you're doing the same thing. The next day you're doing the same thing. Next thing you know, she does complain about it. You're like, I've been doing this the entire time. I don't know what you complain about now. You, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and and you wonder why, you wonder why things, your relationships end up on the rocks because you're not intentional about the things that matter. We think we're intentional about things that we, we think matters. Right. But that's just because we we view we've skewed ourselves so far from what God's actually word intent or God's word actually intends. We we've gone out of the the order of things, the functional order that God has set for us, and that's where we have to realign ourselves. We have to have authentic intentionality, and and, and what that means is, I mean, you you get online, and this gets on my nerves every single time I log into Google. There is a two factor authentication, mm-hmm. and it gets. And I hate it. I have to either have my phone with me or they want me to memorize one of the eight 16 digit codes to make sure I'm like, I'm not memorizing that. Right. So then you put your phone number on there, send you text, yada, yada, yada. But it's, it's, it's funny that even in social media, even in all these different places, they've put up all these safeguards mm-hmm. they've put up all these things to make sure mm-hmm. that you are authentic. That's good. That you're an authentic person. You're, you're, you're who you say that you really are. But if we look at our intentions, are we authentically a Christian? Right. And that's, that's what we have to get back to is you have to be intentionally authentic in everything that you do. You have to put that two factor authentication in one is your spirit checked, but two, does it align with the Bible? Does it align with, does your intentions align with what God's word says? And if it doesn't, if you don't have that two factor authentication turned on, then you have to make sure that you are realigning yourself. If things aren't going well, if things aren't going easy for you, then there's something that is not aligned. When when we align with God's word, when we align, when we turn on our two factor authentication, God doesn't say it's going to be easy. Right. But in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, you will know what you are doing is right. That's right. That doesn't mean you're not going to get pushback. I mean, back when we talked about asking you shall receive, knocking the door, we open. When he said knock in the door, there's still resistance at the door. You still have to knock. You're still going to get a little pushback. However, the doors are still going to be opened. 
And you have to make sure that what you are doing is authentic and it is intentional and it is the right intentionality, not the false intentionality that the devil wants to put in your mind. That's right. I heard a quote today by John Cooper. I was listening to uh, Cooper stuff and um, great podcast, by the way. You guys should check it out. Um, But he said, he said, people like the name of Jesus, but they don't like his character. Mm hmm. You know, and that's, that's so true. We like, we, you know, we like punching our, our spiritual time clock, right? We like to go to church and we like to make ourselves feel good about it. We'll all dress up, you know, um, no, I can't say any names. Um, there, there are people that I know, you know, like they'll, right. they'll get dressed up, you know, I mean, Sunday best to the T, all the gold, all the nice suits, you know, you know, hundred, you know, $200 pair of shoes, that that matching hats you know all that good stuff and then you know they they like that part of it they like you know i go to church you know i do all this stuff but then when they get out in the world they're like you know f this and f that and they'll do you know they're doing this and and living however they want to and it's like wait a minute you know they like the name of jesus they don't like his character yes you know and so often we're that way we slack and then when we want change Right, because that lifestyle, the the lifestyle, because what that is, that is the lifestyle of me, right? Mm-hmm. Living for me, you, you know. Now I go to church to make me feel better. Yes. I live how I want to outside of church because it makes me feel better, or I like it, right? Yeah, and that always leads to destruction every time, one hundred percent of the time, leads to destruction, depression. You know, it doesn't matter if you're wealthy or not. It it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It leads to a path of destruction, right? Yes. And when it, when your entire world is falling apart, we're going. Well, I, I want it. I want it fixed, right? Like I I need change. Okay. Well, then do something about it. Well, I don't want to work for it. I don't want. I don't want to be intentional about it. I don't want to. I don't want to be disciplined in it. I just want change. Well, you're not even really sorry, right? You're just. You're just upset with the situation the situation you're in yeah like you don't really want change you don't want change bad enough to work uh you know that you, to work for it you know it, it's like um this is going to be really controversial but you know like the like a welfare system you know there, there are people who really need help and, mm-hmm. and understand that start off that way you know there are people who, who are really struggling who really need help that's a different story you take somebody who doesn't want to work and just live off the system. You let them get hungry. They'll want to work. You know, they don't want to work bad enough because they don't have to. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though the, even though their lifestyle is not, you know, is not one of, uh, of, and understand whenever I say this, I'm not talking about it in a worldly standard, but even though it's not like a lifestyle of success, whenever I say success, I'm not talking about having, you, you know, two cars and a nice house and, you know, all that stuff. I'm talking about living a life with Jesus, a relationship with Jesus, even though it doesn't expose that or doesn't have that, you know, they, they're, they're okay with just living that way. Yeah. And they do not want to intentionally take the, whatever it takes to get them out of that situation, you know, to, to be a man about it, mm-hmm. to feed their own family by their own working hands, whatever it is, if you got to get three jobs flipping burgers, then do so, right? It's true. In Proverbs uh, 21.5, it says, the plans of the diligent 
leads surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. It And that speaks to exactly what you were just saying. You have to be diligent. You have to be intentional. You have to make sure that everything that you do is aligned with what the Lord is saying, is aligned with God's purpose, because that's what's going to lead to abundance. As soon as you pull that away, as soon as you step aside and you put your own self, your own meaning, your own purpose into that, and you, you neglect God's purpose, he's only going to, he's not going to bless it. It's going to bring you to poverty. And that doesn't mean you're going to be broke. That doesn't necessarily mean that there's plenty of people who have money out the wazoo, Mm -hmm. but they're not abundant. Right. They're not abundantly feeding into the kingdom. They're not abundantly feeding into their spirit. They're not abundantly setting their place in eternity. But what they are doing is they are spiritually impoverished. Yes. And that's what happens when we, when our intentions are not aligning, when we're not diligently seeking after God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you see people all the time, you know, that are, that are millionaires that are miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the 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 rate of suicides in Hollywood. Yes, you know the drug addicts, the you you know all this stuff that they're they're miserable. They have everything that the world has to offer, but they don't have Jesus. Mm-hmm. They do not have Jesus, and they they pay for it. You know, in in the in the realm of of depression. In the realm of you know lo- being lonely, in the realm of you know they they may they may be able to go out and buy whatever they want, but they're not happy. They have no joy in their life, right? You know, and you know we look at we look at the world. We want to take the easy way out. We want to we want to have the money, so we don't have to quote unquote worry, right? Because we think that that's that's going to cure what we have, but it's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna cure anything. It doesn't fix anything. It just simply exposes or or shows us that life is life is not made up of that kind of stuff. You know, true happiness, true victory, true success is not wrapped up in you know worldly things. Right. That we we like to be, you know again we we'll go back to intentionality you know we like to be intentional about those things but they don't they don't bring us any joy they don't bring us you know any satisfaction at all so we're gonna take a break when we come back we're gonna show how Jesus was intentional we'll be right back after this this portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by the Jewelers Bench. They are a full-service jewelry store offering many styles of gold, silver, diamonds, and gemstones. And all jewelry repair is done in-house so you can get your treasured pieces back as soon as possible. They are also a licensed Citizen Watch dealer. Make sure to visit them today at 1353 Northwestwood or call 573-686-1522. Call or stop in and thank them for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion. Well, Marcy, for tonight, I'd like to rent Casablanca, Citizen Kane, and uh, this one. Okay, these three videos. Yeah. 
Uh, could you put him in a bag for me? Hey, Frank. Oh, uh, Pastor, uh, fancy meeting you here. Oh, Frank, we have a special on this third movie you're renting, the one entitled... That's okay, that's okay. Hey, thanks for helping at church last Sunday. Sure. Uh, well, I gotta go. Oh, Frank, you have a late charge on your last movie. Um, it was... I'll pay it. I've got the title right here. No, I'm sure you're right. I'll pay it. So, family video night tonight. Uh-huh. Here's your videos. Enjoy. You forgot the bag. Oh, those are your videos. Yeah, well, uh, these two. Uh, this one's for a friend. Oh, I see. Well, a, a friend of mine's in it. I, I told him I'd watch it. That movie? Well, oh, wait. This isn't Bambi. <laughs> I must have grabbed the wrong movie. Jesus said there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. Who are you when no one is watching? Another message from Lifeline Productions, located on the web at lifelinepro.com. This portion of The Real Men Talk is brought to you by RL Persons Construction. For over 29 years, they have been a regional leader completing projects that include private, municipal, state, and federal agencies of all types. From mass grading, utilities, concrete of all types, to buildings both conventional and pre-engineered steel. You can expect excellence in all aspects of their finished work. Contact them today at 573 686-1323 and let them know you appreciate them bringing you Real Men Talk. If you have a question about this week's show, please drop us an email to realmen at palaceofpraise.com. We would love to hear from you. And now back to the show with Anthony and Kyler. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. So beforehand, you know, we, we've been on this topic of intentionality in in our lives and our our prime example of masculinity in any aspect of our life our prime example of manhood um of and really even even outside of masculinity our 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 prime example of being a human right yes is jesus christ you know but i want to look at some of the times that jesus was absolutely intentional Okay, he started off his ministry intentionally. You know, you see him go off into the 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 wilderness for forty days. Intentional, right? He knew, he knew what was going to what it was going to take for him to get to the point that he needed to be in his ministry, and. He, he did it. He, and you have to know, okay, so Jesus was 100% man along with being 100% God. You have to know that he was absolutely miserable. Yes. Weak. You at the end of it is after all the temptations and all, all these different things, it says that, that God sent angels to, to minister to him and, you know, and, and, and be with him, you know, cause he, you know, he didn't have the strength to walk back out of there. No. 40 days without food. You want to talk about being intentional about understanding discipline, understanding all that. Yeah, like there's not, there's not really a better example, you know, and you see it. You even see in his parables, you take the, uh, the parable of the, of the talents. Okay. So, you, you know, he, he gives one guy, um, five talents. He gives one guy, two talents. He gives one guy, one talent. When you see 
the the first two, the guy with five talents and the guy with two talents, be intentional about their about what God had given them. They go out, they double it. The other guy set back being laxed, scared to death to do anything with it. And what does he say? What does he say about him? He's going to cast him away, right? And I firmly believe that even if those two guys had not doubled, right, mm-hmm. their earnings, that God still would have blessed them because they were intentional about it. Yes, they did something. They tried with it, right? That's what the Lord wants from us. That's what God wants from us. He wants us to to give our best. And that's what they were doing. They were giving their best in the, in the situation that they were given. That doesn't mean because, and that's the great part about God is he knows that as long as we're intentional about giving our best in what he has given us, because each person, I mean, he, he, not every person is rich and every person has the same spiritual gifts. Not every person has the same talents. And that's the best part about Jesus. He met every single person where they were at and in, in his in Jesus' ministry on earth, he was intentional about the relationships that he made. He was intentional that he he sh- listened to people. He showed compassion. He met them at their needs. But that's what he does with us. He never asks more than our best. He never asks for more than we can give him. Yes. Now, sometimes we give him less than our best. Mm-hmm. And we feel like he's asking more. And it's not. He's just wanting all of us. He's not wanting 80% of us. He's not wanting 90% of us. He's wanting 100% of our best. And he realizes that sometimes that looks different. Sometimes that doesn't look how it looks on Sunday. Sometimes by the time you get to Thursday and Friday, you're worn down from the week. He knows that your best devotion is five to 10 minutes where on Sunday you're, you're on fire for God. You mm-hmm. get there Monday morning. You're like, I'm spending an hour. I'm going to go run and I'm going to listen to everything that pastor Stephen Furtick says in his whole message. And then by Thursday and Friday, you're like, God, I got 10 minutes. Right. And he knows that he knows what our best is. But the best part about Jesus is that with every situation that he was given in this ministry, he was intentional about how he was doing. He was intentional in his prayer time. He was intentional in his relationship. He was intentional in his teaching, but he's also intentional in his sacrifice too. Yes. That's what we have to remember is that God never asks for more than our best as long as we intentionally give it. Right. You know, and I, I think sometimes, you know, we're so terrified of failing Right, and this isn't this isn't all the time, but I think sometimes that that we are we're, we're terrified of failing. That if we do try something, that we're not going to be good at it, and and we and we fall. Right, but God's not looking for perfection; He's looking for obedience. Just like you said, you know, falling forward is better than not trying at all. Right, yes, failing forward is better than not trying at all. Greg Rochelle is listening to. Uh, uh, Greg Rochelle the other day, and he said he was talking to his team. Greg Rochelle, if you don't know who he is, he's he's a mega pastor, mm-hmm. one of the best leaders in the world, right? I, I like I, I mean that legitimately. The outside of his pastoral ship, the guy is a phenomenal leader, and he he was talking about his team there at the church. And he said he said failing is not an option. He said failing is a must. He said you will never learn if you don't fail. Yes, you know. And you look, and, and not always does it look pretty, right? There is there is example after example after example of in the Bible of of men and and even women of God being intentional, right? And then things happening. You know, you look at Daniel, right? Daniel intentionally prayed in his window three times a day, 
right? Of course, you, you know the story of the, of the lion's den. If you don't know, go read Daniel. You'll figure it out, right? We're not we're not going to do that today. But in that verse, he said it says that that uh, after they had wrote, wrote the creed, <clears throat> excuse me, after they had wrote the creed, right? That that nobody could worship anybody but but the the king. It said that da- that Daniel had went up and prayed in his window as he always did, right? The intentionality of that. Of course, he got he got him thrown in the lion's den. Right. God spared him from it, right? You know, and you see, you see David, you know, being intentional about his his repenting and turning to God, you know, after every failure that he had, constantly, you know, and God still called him a man after his own heart, right? Right? You know, but understanding that, hey, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I had this discussion with my son the other day, Malachi. And uh, we were we were talking about something similar to this, and um, we were you know we were talking about you know how how as as men you know we're going to mess up, right? I mean it's going to happen. There is no there's no way around it. Um, we're human. We're not perfect. Um, and so you see, when we do fail, it's not about the fact that we failed, right? Yeah, it's about learning from it. Getting it up, dusting off your knees, be like, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it again, right? Because that's what repentance is, is to, is to turn away from that sin, to learn from it, not sit there and dwell on it, not sit there and just, you know, oh, what was me? I messed up. God must hate me, you know, it, you know, and I'm so dirty. I'm so unclean. I'm so, you know, all these stuff. Yeah, you were that way whenever he he found you, right? He he already he, he already knows, and the moment you ask for forgiveness, he's already forgot about it. Then you're like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And he's going, what are you talking about? You know, like I've already like that. That's already done, you know, but you look at. Sorry that I'll keep going. Um, but you look at like Paul, right? The Apostle Paul being intentional, you know, I mean, good grief. Look at the things that he did. Yes. You know, and look at the things that happened to him, the imprisonment, the beatings, the shipwrecks, the, you, you know, uh, the, all those, but in through all of that, his his calling to to spread the gospel, to spread the good news, he was always consistently intentional about in everything he did. Right. God doesn't say that our intentionality won't bring bad things. Sometimes bad things happen because of our intentionality, and it's not necessarily bad things. We think they're bad things. But it's it's the devil trying to buck up against us because we're in, we're an intent when we are intentional in our spiritual life we become a greater threat to his to his earthly kingdom his his secular kingdom what he what he thinks is happening we become my uh, mother in law put it this way when when me and my wife are in unity when we're praying when we are together we become a force to be reckoned with in the spiritual realm we become this force that there's nothing that we can't conquer together. We, when we are intentional, just as Paul was intentional in his ministry, David was intentional in his, Daniel was intentional in his, they became a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. And the only way that the devil can sometimes fathom even trying to beat us is to let bad things happen to us. If he can beat us down slowly. I mean, look at Job, what Job went through. But still, in the end, he was intentional not to say anything against God. Right. He was intentional in everything that he did, even his his relationships with his friends and what they were saying. He was intentional about how he reacted to those things because he knew, you know, this is not something that, 
God has done. This is something that I, I just have to go through. Yes. And that spoke volumes. I mean, think about it. If he would have lost his faith to that whole thing, we would not have the story of Job. Right. We wouldn't have anything close to it. We wouldn't have the Daniel. We wouldn't have the David. We wouldn't have Paul. We wouldn't have Mary. I mean, look at Mary. She was intentional in her obedience with God. I mean, if she wasn't intentional, I mean, she st- Jesus still would have came, but the story could have looked a little bit different. Right. I mean, just think about how, how our story would be, how your story would look if you were just intentional and just a little bit more. Right. Think about the blessings. Think about how the devil would see you if you were just a little more intentional in your worship, intentional in your prayer time, intentional in your Bible reading, intentional in your relationships that you build, intentional with what you allow into your lives. I mean, all these people that we just said, they were intentional about every aspect from from their devotion time to what they allowed in. Mm-hmm. And from there, they became this bad thing to the devil. They right. became this warrior of God that was a force to be reckoned with. And that's where I want to be. I want to be that force to be reckoned with. I want to be that warrior that the devil just can't stand. And yes, sometimes bad things happen, but that doesn't mean God's left you. That means he is just preparing you and building you for your next step in your faith. And he is giving you more and more and more because that's where he wants you to be. He only gives the hardest times to his biggest players. That's right. Because he knows we can handle it and he's going to be there with us through the whole part process. Yes. Yes. I love that episode in, um, in the chosen, you speaking of that, you know, where Jesus had sent him out two by two to pray and, you know, little James come to him and he's like, you know, how, how am I supposed to pray for people when I'm not healed myself? You know, of course he's not, and I love the manner in which that they, they, they showed that cause he, you know, he didn't come to him as in, you know, Hey, why, why haven't you healed me? It's, you know, how, how am I, he was very humble about it. He was very, you know, and, um, and he, you know, and Jesus is like, how much, how much more powerful is it that you not being healed can heal, can pray and he, you know, and bring healing to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, how much more powerful is that? How much more potent is that? You know, you want to talk about intentionality, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, then you go, you go back to Jesus. I mean, good grief. Look at Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. The, the prayer in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. When you go back to the garden and Jesus is praying, and he's like, Father, if there's any other way, you, you have to know that mentally he was agonizing because he knew what was coming. Not only is he God, right? And he knows all things, mm-hmm. right? But he has seen multiple crucifixions, I'm sure, by that time. Right. Right. He'd watched people go through the same thing that he was going to get ready to go through. And he knew the pain, watching the agonizing pain that these people had went through. Yes. And yet him giving his life was so intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, and what it, what it boils down to, what it boils down to, if you want change in your life, if there's an area in your life, your finances, your marriage, your relationship with your children, your 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 workspace, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is. If you want victory in that, there's going to have to be some intentionality about that. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, your 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 finances, 
all victory comes through Jesus. Yes. True victory comes through Jesus, right? And yet, you know, here you are, you're struggling your finances, and but you're not tithing. You're not giving to God what is his. Well, you're like, well, I don't, I don't, I, I've heard many, many people say, well, I don't have the money to tithe. Okay. Well, I don't have the money not to tithe. Right. Agreed. And, um, and so, you know, but you're, but you're already struggling. Mm -hmm. So what discipline is not there that needs to be there? Right. Right. And so in order to set back the money that you need to tithe, you may have to skip out on a Starbucks coffee. Right. Or, you know, or an extra night eating out to, to make sure that your tithes are paid. Yes. And then that discipline, it's not because God needs our money. Understand that tithes, and we talk about tithes quite a bit on here. Um, and it's not about money. Like the church doesn't need our money. God doesn't need our money, right? It's about obedience. It's about being intentional, about being obedient to God. And then God honors that, right? He doesn't, he, he created everything. He doesn't need our money. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, we're just fun of the church. And da, da, da. no, it's not, it's not about that. Right. Has nothing to do with that. It is all about obedience. You know, if you, if you are struggling in your marriage and you want change, you want to grow closer to your wife, it will have to be an intentional thing. And let me, let me tell you, you know, I, I've talked to many men that have marital issues that there is damage there, right? Yes. It is not going to be an easy walk to heal that damage to, to, you know, it's not going to be like, Oh honey, I, uh, I've decided to be intentional and things are going to change. It doesn't work that way. You know, because typically by the time that we're at that point, they don't trust us anymore. No. You know, and I'm not saying that, that, that you, you know, you even like went out on your wife or anything like that, but you know, how many times have you said that you're going to change and you didn't? Yeah. You know, how many times, you know, I, Hey, I'm, I want to be there this time and you didn't show up or, Hey, I, I want to do them dishes or, you, you know, and, and I know that I'm getting kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say silly cause it's not silly. It's, it's, it's important, you know, but those, those things, how many times have we let them down? You know, how many times we we were like, hey, I'm I'm not going to look at pornography anymore. And yet we still do it. Mm -hmm. And we wonder why our, our marriage is on the rocks. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And if there's going to be change, it will have to be intentional. Yes. You will have to come to the Lord and be like, Lord, I need a change. And in this change, I understand that there are disciplines that will have to be put in place. And I'll have to be very intentional about following those, those disciplines in changing who I am towards Christ. It's not about, you know, you know, oh, well, if, if I had this different job or if I, you know, if I had this different vehicle or if I was able to, you, you know, get to this social status or it has nothing to do with it. It's all about obedience to Christ. Yes. It's all about true victory true victory will be in Christ. That's it. Yes, exactly. And when we're intentional, it does, as I was saying, it does these, these 10 different things. One, 
It gives you an authentic witness. Intentional living allows you to be authentic in your faith because your actions are going to speak louder than words and your beliefs, your, you're going to, your life's going to reflect your beliefs. So it's going to allow you to explore another people to see God. Then you also get a strength in community because you're, you're intentionally engaging with your church. It's going to give you that network, the supportive network that's going to encourage you to grow, give you an accountability and shared experience. But it also gives you resilience and challenges. Intentional faith is going to allow you to have a source of strength because you are going to go through in difficult difficult times, but they're going to be the foundation, the hope, and the perfect purpose that's going to navigate you through different challenges. It'll give you a personal discipline. It's going to allow you to be intentional to encourage discipline in your life between your time, your finances, everything Anthony was just talking about, your relationships, your personal habits. It's going to provide that balance and harmony that only God can provide. And it's going to let you cultivate gratitude. You will have intentional mindfulness of God's blessings. It's going to allow you to have a deeper appreciation for what God's goodness in your life, giving you, taking away that negative outlook that we sometimes have on life. Then it's going to allow you to avoid a spiritual drift. Without intentionality, we risk that. We risk without without being intentional in all of our actions. We risk the devil creeping in, us creeping in, our needs and our wants creeping in and drifting away from God. It also does, it helps us to fulfill our purpose. The intentional living helps you discover and fulfill what God has for you because you become obedient. You become obedient to what he's wanting to do, allowing him to use you to f- fulfill while you're here, aligning him with God with God's actions and his plans for your life. It builds character. It reflects God's love, but it also gives you an eternal perspective. And that's the last one. Intentional living keeps your focus on the eternal values rather than our temporary pursuits. Yes. And if anything in this whole podcast that we've talked about, if anything, remember that one. Yes. You have to have an eternal perspective because this perspective is going to help you prioritize what truly matters. It's not things that are going to fade away. It's not the things that are going to be here on earth. It's the things that's your reward in heaven. That's right. That's right. There's a there's a quote I want to read that I had, I had found that just it, it floored me the other day. I've been thinking about this intentionality for the last couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. and uh, I come across this this quote, and it's by H. M. Murray. It says, "Until one commits, until one is committed, there is a hesitant hesitancy to draw back. But when but the moment one commits oneself, then God moves too, and the whole in a whole stream." of events erupt all manner of unforeseen incidents meetings persons and material assistance which no man could have dreamed would come his way beginning begins the flow towards him right and it just goes to show you know the intentionality of uh, of becoming committed right mm-hmm. it, it, you know they're, they're basically synonyms really you, you know and to and to be like okay god I want change or I feel you calling me in this way. I'm going, no matter what, what is on the other side of this step, I'm going to take this step. Yep. And then God's like, that's what I need you to do. Nah, I got you. Let me take you the rest of the way. Yes. You know, let me show you the rewards of obedience, the blessings of obedience, you know, that you would have never seen beforehand. So man, if you've got any questions about, you know, about intentional intentionality or, you know, commitment or, you know, maybe, maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're like, okay, I I want to be intentional. I want change. I don't know what steps to take. I don't know what step is next. Email us realmen at palaceofpraise.com. You can find us on, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, let, let us know 
if nothing else, just to pray for you or to, you know, to, to give you so to point you in the right direction. You know, even if we don't know, we will find somebody who does. Yes. You know, we're we're not we're not those type of people that just think that we have the answers to everything. And um, and so we we will we will point you in the right direction or we will find you a, a, a way. And, um, you, you know, so remember that. Remember that Jesus is for you. He loves you. Uh, he wants to see you succeed. He wants to see you flourish. And um, and as always, I want to enter prayer. Holy Spirit, guide us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. Real Men Talk has been brought to you this week by RLP Construction in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For commercial contracting of all types, see RLP Construction today. And by the Jewelers Bench in Poplar Bluff. They are your one-stop shop for all your fine jewelry needs. They also do in-house repair and are your citizen watch dealer. Make sure to thank our sponsors for bringing you Real Men Talk. If you want to join in the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcome common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise, located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. Come be a part of the discussion.